and we don't have to like I don't know if you're comfortable with it or whatever. But oh, yeah, it's fine. I don't I don't mind talking about it. What was right. that like to be the first person in a in a in a close, tight knit family dynamic to walk away from a, a religion that's like super family oriented? Welcome to another episode of Ambitious. <laughs> Welcome to the show, YouTube lovers. <laughs> Just waiting for Brayden to get s- situated. Get his act together. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry that my act isn't together. So to set the scene for all of those listening, we're in Abby and Brayden's house. This is Abby and Brayden's house. Yes. And it's very uh, lovely. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Just drink it some Trulies nah. and. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And for those of you that can't tell the difference between mine and Braden's voice. Now you have a video. Yeah, you have a video so you can see. Recap for us, Abby. Recap. Recap your, your hmm. relationships, your traumas. Yes. And then reflect on how wonderful Braden is as a boyfriend. Aww. And then you can talk about how. Good, unless it's the truth. Braden, you can talk about how you hired her. And all that. Oh, yeah, our whole story. Yeah. You want to do that? Like a whole <laughs> yeah, that'd be Abby cool. Braden story? That'll yeah. be funny. Um, so, recap. <clears throat> it's just that my previous relationship it was pretty bad. It was just emotionally abusive and all around unhealthy. Super unhealthy from the age, I think I was 18 all through until uh, I was like 20, kind of, mm-hmm. off and on. So yeah, it was pretty rough. Learned a lot, but it's still I'm still like dealing with the effects of all of that even now. How so? Like what kinds of um, effects still exist in your life? Um, I'd say a lot of like PTSD, especially involving like relationships and I came to the realization not too long ago that like alcohol is another thing that really like triggers me in a way or just seeing other people that are drunk kind of really mm. freaks me out a little bit. That makes sense. Mhm. It's interesting how random things like that will yeah. trigger a emotional reaction mm-hmm. for you. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Compare and contrast now what like a, a unhealthy relationship feels like versus a healthy relationship feels like, assuming that this is healthy. <laughs> I mean, don't want to speak <laughs> for you. Of course it but, is. Okay. <laughs> High five. Nice. Um, but you so. guys have had like an interesting, an interesting little... I don't know. It's unique the way that you guys met each other. You were like 16, mm-hmm. Abby. Yeah. And Brayden was your boss. Well, supervisor at that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's see how much you remember. This is perfect. Yeah, you it's like tell a quiz. Okay, quiz. So, <laughs> Brayden, you were a supervisor. You hired Abby when she was like 16 or something. I don't know if I No, Hannah hired, hired me. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. The previous manager. Man, I'm off to a, a bad start. Yeah. So, Fail. you guys worked together. And then, you know, you had like a crush on him. I had a crush on him for <clears throat> sure. But he was always with other people. Yes. And I was <clears throat> and 16, so you. whatever. Yeah. He was like, how old are you? Mm, 22. Know, my, yeah, I'm like six years older than you, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 16 yeah. and 22. He's <laughs> like, you. Mm. Were, you able, were, were you able to date when, until like, you know, because you grew up pretty Christian and so did Brayden and I. You guys were Mormon, And we though. weren't allowed to date till we were 16. Was that a thing for you? Um, I wasn't really allowed to date till I was 18. Oh, wow. 
<laughs> for good reasons. I'm actually really glad because I still, I don't know, I feel like for me, I had a great childhood and like when I was 16, like, yeah, there was like crushes and I had little like things with boys, but I wasn't really as concerned about it, you know? Yeah. I was just hanging out with my friends, having a good time. And yeah, I'm glad that I didn't like start dating when I was younger. Yeah, for sure. So then, you know, fast forward a few years, you're Mm -hmm. 21 and Brayden's looking for a roommate. So I was looking for a roommate and I was like, hey, Brayden, just curious, like, do you know anybody that is looking for like a place? Because I found a place and trying to find someone to move in with me. Right. Let me know. And Brayden is single, like, oh, living with me. Our, <laughs> living in the trailer, right? At our no, parents. Yeah. Well, actually, at that time, I think I was in the bedroom upstairs. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. I moved oh, yeah. into the house from the trailer out front. But yeah, I was just like, yeah, I mean, I'll keep an eye open. Um, for, for myself. For, for roommates. And you're like, or like, would you be interested? I'm like, are you serious? Are yes. Serious? Definitely looking for a place. And then I think like three days later, I moved in or something like that. Yep. Yep. August nice. 1st. So you were roommates, and I remember, Brayden, you were like, just going to keep it friends. Like, we're just <laughs> roommates. <laughs> Three days in, Brayden is obsessed. <laughs> I know. And I then know, he's yeah. like, I'm not going to hire her. And then he hired you. It's like, I'm not going to kiss her. Kissed then you. Then I kissed you. Well, you so. <laughs> liked me for a long time, and I yeah. didn't really like you at first. Mm-hmm. Really? Sorry, Brayden. Yeah, you not told me what is the story? No, I, not really. Oh what do you not like about him? I love him, but I don't know. I just wasn't looking for a really... I wasn't really looking for a relationship. Uh, Brayden's yeah. like this mm-hmm. handsome, nice guy. Just oh, checks thanks. every box. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, like let's, uh, just, let's just keep it civil, keep it roommate. And then he'd do things like come sit really close to me on the couch. <laughs> nice. Yeah, <laughs> right here, move. actually. Yeah, he just oh, that's cute. like sat so mm-hmm. close. And so now you're living together and then all of a sudden Abby's like, I need space. I'm going to move out. Yes. Right. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you apologize? No, let's apologize. Sorry, you guys. No. Okay. It wasn't really like that. I think, I don't know. I think for me mentally, like a lot of things started coming down in my world. And during that time I was like, I don't know. I really don't know what it was. I think it could have been like something to do with my medication and just like my job, like working two jobs and trying to also like mentally stay okay. Um, During that time, I was like, okay, maybe it would be best for me to move out. Like I can pay off my school, like just stay with my parents for a little bit. Save some money. Save some money. Yeah. Cause I was just like, I felt like I was just working constantly, you know? Yeah. So yeah, I moved out, stayed at my parents' house for about a week. And then I was like, Brayden, uh <laughs> i miss you and i'm coming back yeah exactly so yeah but it's been kind of a whirlwind of a lot of yeah things lately for me but we're we're doing it getting <laughs> after day it at a time where are you at religious wise abby yeah <laughs> why did that say? <laughs> i've always over. been curious like <laughs> where, where are you at what do you yeah do you like go it's to church long... still do you no. believe in god yeah i mean i believe in god I'd say, like, I have a relationship with Jesus, God, but I don't go to church because I disagree with a lot of the Christianity, this whole realm of, like, churches and everything. Like, I disagree with how they are judgmental. They, you know, talk shit about you behind your back (laughs) at church. I don't know. I've just been hurt by so many Christians and, you know, Mm. 
so many things have happened and it all was like based around the church. So I kind of just decided for myself that that's not where I want to be. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Ellie George with HomeQuest Realty. If you're in the market for a home in Southern Oregon or thinking of selling your home, I've been working with Ellie George with her marketing and can testify that she is a true pro in the industry. She has an amazing passion for real estate. She's been practicing for over 16 years, sells over 120 homes a year, which is absolutely nuts compared to the average agent only selling about eight. (laughs) When it comes to marketing, I've seen her go the extra mile to make sure her homes stand out and capture eyes nationwide and to net the sellers way more money in the end. She and I work together a lot on her higher end homes, creating videos that beautifully and thoroughly showcase the spaces, and I've absolutely loved working with her. Mention the Ambitious Podcast and get a no-cost, low-pressure consultation. She'll help you with your real estate portfolio, whether it's your first home, investment, move up, or you just want to be constantly aware of your equity position. I really don't care what anybody thinks, honestly, because I'm like, I love Brayden, he loves me, we know we want to get married one day, so like, what's the point? Like, I don't really even Wait, give a crap. You glossed over something there. You oh. know you want to get married someday. Mm-hmm. I mean, I yeah, don't know. Yeah, something, something we've been we talking talk about, about recently. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah. Wow, there it is. He knew that. Ambitious yeah. exclusive. Yeah. It happened exclusive. here. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. All of a sudden, Brayden <laughs> just proposes right on the podcast. <laughs> oh, wow, that would get oh, some some attention on the that'd audience. That'd be funny. Sorry, I interrupted you. Anyways, so um, you, I want to I go back to that, but yeah, please continue with... Where was I? You were talking about how you don't care what people think. Like, oh yeah, Brayden, help me out here. I feel like I'm rambling on random subjects. Oh sometimes. man, what were, we, what were we talking about before? <laughs> well, religion. Are we so, talking about when she moved out? Yeah, I was asking really, religion. That whole thing. I think it was just for me, like internally I was dealing with a lot and we had like gone through a couple weird things, kind of together Mm -hmm. in our relationship that kind of made me sort of push away because I was like I don't know but we worked through yeah kind of yes and so but we worked through that and it was it was really just like I needed to take time to be able to just kind of be alone and think about everything and then once I was able to think about that I realized how amazing Brayden is for me and like how he's helped me grow through you know so many things yeah. Just by my side, even when I'm having a, <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> having a time. Having an interesting time. He's just yeah. supportive and What's the interesting loving. time that you're in, in, that you're referring to? I'll allow Brayden to, if he wants to explain. Yeah, I mean, it's, um, we could go into details. I don't know. Yeah, I kind of think I'd rather to. not. Don't it, need to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just like things with our relationship that both like kind of, and we've both been through Abby more so than me, I think, but the relationship kind of craziness that is life, you know, like we've both kind mm-hmm. of been through the ringer on it. And so when we have, you know, arguments and tussles, we both kind of have baggage that comes with it. So it was oh, yeah. just kind of clashing and we, um, you know, worked it out, but things were still kind of, you know, like after arguments, things are kind of a little funky. And then, yeah, the best way to do that was for, or the best way to go through that was for Abby to leave and just kind of go through her process. And I went through mine and I think that you were definitely really heartbroken. Totally. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and really? I just kind of... Wow, I didn't even know And I that. was kind of yeah. just needed the time to process some things. Mm-hmm. And yeah, but it definitely wasn't a mutual decision. To move out? Yeah, it wasn't mutual. You didn't want me to leave. Oh, definitely. I was, <laughs> I was like, you know, I think we can get through these 
you know, I'm okay with doing yeah. it here. But um, I mean, I tried to be supportive. Was I not very supportive? <laughs> no, in my mind, it's supportive. like, I would rather you stay here, but if you need to go, no, I'm totally No, you are okay so supportive okay. and so understanding and so loving. I could not imagine being in your shoes, honestly. But yeah, I mean, it was like, I you know, you lived like I five minutes I came back and I feel like so good. And yeah. Mm-hmm. So the space was good. It was yeah, really good. It was really nice. It was okay. like just up to be like, wow, I really appreciate what we have together, you know? Maybe next time, because I'm sure this will happen again. You know, you get in fights, you get heart, your heart broken, you get your feelings hurt. You can just like take a weekend girl trip or something rather than move half your shit well, out. Well, yeah, I w- that is not going to happen again. <laughs> I'm just I kidding. don't know. Yes, just <laughs> I mean, you're, you're 22. Like you're still kind of figuring out yourself as a person. And your previous relationship was pretty uh, abusive. Mm -hmm. And so you're not, I mean, you're still learning the tools, the skills to handle Mm -hmm. hard situations. Mm -hmm. So it makes sense. I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. It's interesting. Like after being in a super toxic relationship, being in a super healthy one, it's almost like, whoa you know it's kind of shocking at first and I think that's kind of what happened to me a little bit too is because I was like wow this is like is this way too good like is he way too good for me like I don't deserve this but yeah just, mm. you know I feel that dude I totally relate to that that's how I felt when I met Taylor I was like this is I don't yeah there's no way Brandon's just an angel oh thank you Abigail you're welcome appreciate it how'd you work through that Abby work through what work through that feeling of like thinking to yourself in your mind, Braden's too good for me. I don't deserve this. But then realizing me, that like, that's not true. Being in a horrible relationship for so many years, I started to believe like, so first of all, he would never trust me. He would always accuse me of cheating on him. And I don't know, Yeah. everything. It would always be my fault or something I did or because I'm shitty or, you know, and so. You started to believe it. And so I started to believe that. And so like when I first started talking to Brayden like it was fine it was good I think I had a really hard time opening up to him for a while would you say that yeah um kind of hard like just being open kind like, of. I like, feel like it just came in layers heart. yeah yeah <laughs> you know? I mean that's something that drew me to you a lot in the beginning was just how much you had been through and how well you had handled those things like you're very self-aware with all of those I mean you just make it easy to grow from those things instead of being down on yourself you really used it as a stepping stone instead of a brick wall you know yeah um but then yeah you opened up to me but then as we started dating and getting closer and closer it's kind of i mean i feel like i'm still peeling back these layers sometimes Mm -hmm. which is good i think you should be you know protective of your heart that's something that's important i feel like now at this point there's (laughs) i know yeah maybe we're just like just dissected the whole thing by now i think so ripped it open what i really liked about you in the beginning abby was that uh brayden seemed to be able to just be himself you know? Yeah. Because Brayden is like really empathetic and yes, kind of like a chameleon. That. He just sort of blends into any situation, yeah. which allows mm-hmm. him to be really uh, um, influenced. Yeah. I wow. guess like so. I mean, there's yeah. positives to it too. I was actually thinking about this yesterday. It allows you to really see things from another person's point of view and Mm -hmm. empathize with them, which is why I use the word empathetic and empathic. You're able to really feel other people's emotions and then really sympathize and empathize with them um, on a level that's like, like deeper than most people. 
but on the opposite yeah. side, it can oh, get it, a, can, it get, can get you know. Yeah, um, you can easily can influence like and lost easily. Yeah, get lost and sort of mm-hmm. I don't know, you know, you'll bend to your partner's needs and desires and things. Mm-hmm. Which. Yeah, no, go ahead. (laughs) Okay, this was one of the things that was hard for me at first because you are so sweet and so caring and so amazing. That was like one of the reasons why it was. I feel like you're softening the blow right now. No, no, no. No, (laughs) no. It's a great, it's an amazing thing about Brayden. For me, though, like I needed for myself, in which I've seen this growth in Brayden also, which has been so cool. I just needed like a leader and like. Not necessarily a leader, but just what am I trying to say? I think the way you put it was more backbone. Somebody, somebody (laughs) that. Okay, okay. Do you want to explain the whole story now, dude? It's okay to be honest. Like if you said, "I need you to have more backbone," or "I need you to be more confident," exactly. Whatever the words you use. Yeah. Yeah. Blunt honesty has been it's been great because these are things that I've (laughs) things that I've noticed in myself too. (laughs) More backbone. Things I've noticed in myself is like yeah, what you're saying about being a chameleon and just either different friend groups or different relationships I've been in, I can just see my whole life just completely change. And then I, you know, think that's my honest truth and then just live that. And then once I'm out of the friend group or out of the relationship, then it just seems like a reset. And I'm like, gosh, well, who am I? Mm -hmm. What am I supposed to do? But that's something I really loved about uh, moving in here with Abby and then being really good friends and then started dating because it was, you know, I moved in here and I was super happy. Like I was, you know, living with mom and dad and that's never the best so i was just super stoked yeah, to be out of the house i know that feeling and just getting my own i mean you know they're they're great and be living over there they were super awesome and yeah sure, there was never you know, any you like want your own freedom and independence yeah i'm just like okay it's time to time to move out yeah and so i did and i was just on cloud nine loved it and got to get more into my routine um and just be a little more brayden and it was awesome yeah. and just kind of became myself and then i'm like oh i'm living with this girl and we're having all these amazing chats maybe I'll start sitting close to her on the couch and <laughs> you know, laying the the Braden moves on, and then Braden seeing where moves. the Braden moves. Yep, They're sitting close funny. to her on the couch, playing with her hair during a movie, and all those things. Nice moves. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm pretty good at it. <laughs> did you know that you did that, like the chameleon thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. How how did you, you how did you become aware? Uh, I don't know. I just saw it in myself. Like I saw it change. Saw saw myself change and I'm like, wow, this is crazy. Hmm. And something that's really helped for me helpful for me too is Canyon. He's always you've mentioned this before on the podcast, but he he's not one to be like, oh yeah, for sure. Like he's always like calling your friends are awesome, and then go like complain behind your back. Be like, what do you think about this person? He's like, dude, I hate him. What are you even doing? They're completely changing you. We need to stop that. I'm like, oh, okay, awesome. And then, yeah, I mean, I, I notice it, but then also I just let it happen sometimes. I'm just like, you know what? Yeah, I'm changing, but I like to change. And I understand it's because of this person, but like it's coming from me, like from my heart. And I'm aware mm-hmm. that it's happening. I think it's just a personality trait that I have, but I just, you know, needed to find that balance of yeah. being myself and also being, oh, I don't know. The words are kind of escaping me, but just being able to, yeah, I guess sympathize with other people just find that line. Instead right, of changing. I yeah, think that's how we're very different. Because me, mm-hmm. like I'm very like I am who I am, and exactly. nobody can ever change that about me. Like I'm very mm-hmm. like just leader, and you know I know, yeah, I'm just not mm-hmm. conformed know what you're going by for anybody. Know what you want. Yeah, <laughs> hmm. I've always been that way since I was little. 
Mm-hmm. So I guess that's good, though, because opposites balance each other out. And I'm like, Brayden, what the hell? You know who you are. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Stop pretending to be someone that you're not. Exactly. Get that was your, so helpful. Pick some yourself of those conversations. up off the ground. Get some backbone. I'm like, Come oh, my on, gosh. What are you ow, doing? But thank you. <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's great. Very helpful. I love your blunt honesty. It's so refreshing. Yeah. It's so nice. <laughs> you would say that you're a leader, Abby? I am. My, my personality just naturally is that way. Like, if I'm in a group of people... It just like naturally happens like in the workplace, especially like I can't just be another person in the workplace. Like I have to be doing something or like in charge or delegating. Mm. So that's what I mean when I say that. Gotcha. What about in like uh, relationship dynamics? Are you, do you feel like you're more of the dominant? <laughs> um, I don't know. I feel I'm like curious to hear your answer. This I don't is know. Awesome. For me, I think when in my previous relationship I was very controlled and I like had no say in anything and so that was really hard um so I just like would shut down and I don't know I in that relationship no not at all I didn't have any of that like happiness or freedom in this relationship I feel it's very balanced and we both Mm -hmm. you know equally kind of have our things our strengths our weaknesses and balance each other out in that way would you say you call more of the shots no i don't think so yeah no maybe like an example you're talking like yeah where should we eat for dinner kind of a shot yeah i mean anything like that like um um, yeah like where where do you want to eat for dinner and then if you always want the same thing (laughs) (laughs) usually which might mean yeah no yeah (laughs) we're always like "Mm, yeah that sounds good yeah Cool. Yeah, I, mean, I would say like you're Hawaiian more the dominant one from my from my outside perspective. From your outside perspective, I feel like you're more of a, a dominant personality. Yeah. I didn't feel that way at first. Like when you guys were just living together, mm-hmm. I felt like it was more. What makes you more think balanced. That I'm more dominant. Brayden didn't want to do this podcast, but you convinced him to do it. <laughs> it was an easy convince. <laughs> <laughs> he was. He just said okay. Um. <laughs> And I'm not saying that's a bad thing, by the way. Like, being dominant oh, yeah. and assertive isn't a bad thing. I think for me it's good because I am just a dominant person. It also might be because of your past, yeah, your experiences, true. and, like, being, you know, traumatized, abused. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now you're coming out of that, and you're like, I have value. I want to speak yeah. my mind, and I'm going to make my opinion heard. Yes. And that's mm-hmm. just, yeah. so it could just, be, it could just be you're swinging hard to the other side. True. Is yeah. it bad, Brayden? No, What's no, it's more opinion? of like a coming into your own. I think in, yeah, like in the workplace, I feel like you're a very strong leader. And in the relationship, it's more of like a, you want to make sure your values are understood, your goals are understood. And, you know, what you need in a relationship is like very clear. So you're like very blunt and honest about what you're wanting. Yes. But I feel like in a relationship, what you want, because you're so much of a leader in your life, that you're more looking for somebody to lead you in those goals that you've communicated if that makes sense does that not make any sense maybe instead of maybe not lead them in the goals but support support them in the goal yeah she's looking for somebody who is supportive of the things that she wants to do Mm -hmm. yeah so now going to Brayden to put the the focus on you for a sec with the Mm -hmm. opposite being true for you with you being more of the more like of a passive person Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody who's more of a people pleaser, making sure that your partner's okay, making sure other people in the room are comfortable. Sometimes maybe even at the expense of your own happiness. Mm-hmm. Um, have you, would you say that you've lost yourself in relationship in the past or lost yourself in 
in other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think every relationship I've been in, I've gotten to, I mean, obviously they weren't good ones cause I'm not with any of them yeah. anymore, but it seems like that's kind of a reoccurring thing in all relationships that I've been in is just me being way too wrapped around their life and just kind of trying to carry them through it. Um, and then, yeah, losing myself in the process, losing friends, like distancing, distancing myself from family, it just becomes really unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, with Abby, she's definitely very, she just calls me out on that stuff and it's just really open and just like, okay, this is what's happening. This is what I see. Mm-hmm. And then we'll just talk about it and get through it. I'm putting myself in your shoes right now. And Taylor does that for me too. She's like really mm-hmm. blunt. Like, right. uh, one of my things is that I really want uh, validation mm-hmm. and reassurance a lot. And not right. that those things are bad, but sometimes it's about the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, just repetitive reassurance. Like, you, you don't have a crush on this guy, right? And she's like, no, of course not. I'm like, but he's super hot, you know? And like, you talk to him all the time mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever. I'm just making up an example. Right. Mm-hmm. But then she'll be like, no, of course I don't have a crush on him. And then like a week later, I'm like, are you sure? She's like, God, like how many times am I going to have to reassure you right. that I don't <laughs> yeah. have a crush on this guy? Uh-huh. Um, how does it feel when Abby says something to you or calls you out on something that that's really blunt like she does it in a blunt way does she do it in like a loving way because you keep saying the word blunt mm-hmm. so does it ever like hurt your feelings or how do you how do you handle it 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 has before yeah but overall um that's the way i prefer it because if i mean just like beating around the bush isn't really productive and it's kind of like okay what's going on mm. but i think the only reason it's been hard sometimes is because it's like a truth that i've known but didn't you know, it's just like something uh, that I'm kind of aware of, but like, not really. Yeah, and then I'm like, wow, that. other people see that too. Like that hurts, <laughs> but it hurts from, uh, from me. So it's something I'm like really grateful for is the blunt honesty. I've always just really appreciated that. It's oh, so yeah. nice. Just so you like, like when, wow, you like bam. when Canyon does that then? Like oh, yeah. the, the, this behavior sucks. Like yeah, what are you for doing? Sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was explained to him. I'm like, I see you like, definitely. Thank you. But also I want you to know this is my choice. And Do you I ever get defensive choosing this with Abby or with anybody that calls you out? Um, I have no, okay disclaimer I have not had to call him out for very many things at all <laughs> it's just like happened <laughs> Sorry, once it's like we're talking it's like about happened it like it one happens time. all the time so ironic no, that she and it was a while to... ago it was a while ago we've worked <laughs> uh-huh. past it Brayden has been yeah. amazing like our relationship has been so good it's been a lot of so, fun so so good we just I just good don't time. want the viewers to be like oh my gosh they're always she's fighting. so intense she's blonde yeah pretty much we've only had like one maybe two we didn't even fight it was just like, like a conversation tussles, but it was yeah it's just like a growth and they were very important things thing. that needed to be talked about it was like a deal breaker mm-hmm. <laughs> so at least for me it was a deal breaker oh yeah and so sure. i had to be honest about it because i was like hey these are my standards if you're not gonna do that i don't know if i can do it yeah but we worked it out it so and nice. it's great yeah. and Braden stepped up and it's an amazing man yeah yeah. Oh, thank you. I love how my, my question to Brayden was, do you ever find yourself defending yourself? And then Abby's like, hold on, I need to defend myself. Disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> Disclaim how good our relationship well, okay. is. And, I just uh, felt like it was like <laughs> seeming like we always fight because we literally are well, always happy. I'm not like, uh, y- yeah, I'm not trying to, I'm more just shining a spotlight on a, on a, on a personality subject. trait of Brayden, not like your personality in general. Right. Like I'm talking about, uh, and I'm also speaking I'm asking him these questions because I feel like when Taylor calls me out on things, mm-hmm. I sometimes get really defensive and yeah. I, uh, it's really hard for me to 
be like, oh, thanks for that criticism. I would love to work on myself right now. You know, like it's, it's not, a, it's it sometimes goes, not though, comfortable. Like, Thank you. Like, yeah, you're right. It's kind of how, how it goes most of the time. I mean, I have no problem in just admitting that I'm wrong or that I have room to grow or any of that stuff. If I feel like it's incorrect, then I'll be like, well, what about this? And I'll kind of bring mm-hmm. it the other way. Yeah. And just make sure it's a honest you know, judgment or assessment or whatever you want to call it. But mm-hmm. sure. Brayden, I've, I've always wanted to do an episode with you about uh, like a follow-up on your religious background and decisions. Like we've, I've had a lot of episodes about religion and mm-hmm. leaving the Mormon church and stuff. And we, you and I had an episode about it. Right. Uh, where we talked about why you left the, the church mm-hmm. and it got a lot of attention feedback and we don't have to like i don't know if you're comfortable with it or whatever but yeah it's fine i don't i don't mind talking about it i've just wondered like what it was like being the first person to walk away from mormonism Mm. in a family full of mormons like all of your friends all of your family like Mm -hmm. all your your entire world was mormon what was that like to be the first person in a in a closely in a close tight-knit family dynamic to walk away from a a religion that's like super family oriented yeah i was lonely um felt a lot of judgment i don't know for a little bit it was kind of weird because i was kind of trying to do both and so it was like i just felt so guilty all the time like there was nothing i could do that was right or always felt like i mean i wasn't sharing that part of my life with anybody really either it was kind of just something that it's like bit by bit through yeah just kind of trying to figure it out and then when, you know, I just made the decision to just, like, stop going to church, it just felt like nobody cared to really understand why. And it was more just like, a, you know, they just got upset that I wasn't going to church anymore. And they're like, how could you do this to our family? Like, we aren't going to be together forever now. And, you know, all that yeah. stuff, kind of like making it about them. And I'm like, so oh, definitely. But this is also really hard for me. And it's a decision that's, like, pretty difficult. And something I've been trying to, you know deal with for a couple of years and then I made the decision and then it was kind of like a like a smack in the face because it just added on to all the rest of everything that I was going through yeah mm-hmm. but yeah then it just kind of took a step back from everything because I was you know I was kind of young too like what 20 or something I can't remember exactly when yeah yeah what was the catalyst like what made you feel like I don't know if I want to do this I'm, I'm not sure if I'm happy in this so so much of I mean a lot of the people Toxicity, at, at church. it sounds like. Yeah, and that's still kind of my issue with um, religion is just the organized religion portion mm-hmm. of it. I know there's a lot of truth to it, and it's been a lot of fun, you know, kind of picking and choosing the, my truths that I, you know, choose to mm-hmm. stand by and not having it be pushed on me or taught to me. It's just something that I seek out and learn. I think that's really cool. Yeah. Um, But yeah, just a bunch of super tiny things that mm-hmm. kind of, like, I had a lot of questions that couldn't really get answered, and if they did get answered, I was like, well, I don't know if I want to live my life believing that answer. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, what types of questions? Oh, man. A lot of them had to do with just like church doctrine, really. Just oh. like a lot of the... Um, the nitty gritty. A lot of the, the nitty gritty, a lot of the symbolism. I'm kind of like, wait, what? Like how? You yeah. know, there's, it's just, just a lot of questions that when they get answered, I'm like, oh, that doesn't really feel right. Doesn't hmm. feel like that would be you know, something that God would want in his church or, I mean, there's, yeah, there's like a million things, but mm. so it's hard cause I don't want to, you know, I don't want to offend anybody. It's just so interesting to me because your personality, like we've established uh-huh. is like, 
you want to do what other people expect. You want to make, and, and you, from a young age, that's what you do. You're starting mm-hmm. to grow out of that and you're becoming more assertive and, yeah, you know, confident, what backbone, say. whatever. Yeah. But when you were young, you were very much like, uh, I'm going to live up to expectations. I want to make sure that everybody um, is happy. To be the first person to, that's what I was to, to stick to your mm-hmm. truth and to be like, I, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to walk away. And granted, you did it slowly for mm-hmm. probably a multitude of reasons, but right. it's just so interesting that you um, stood up for yourself. In that sense, you were not a chameleon. You were like, oh, this right. is how I feel. You were the first one mm-hmm. to step out of the... So that's pretty cool. Yeah, it was hard, but yeah, I think it's cool. <laughs> it gets fun. <laughs> I think that's probably kind of where that started too, me starting to kind of yeah, realize like that those, I'm like, okay, it feels hurt. good to... Just like you know, make people happy, kind of. feels good to make people happy. Is that what you said? Well, make them happy with what they want you to do. No? That doesn't make me happy. Wait, it what? Good. It feels good to be liked. You know, you want yeah, people to be... Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Oh, stoked okay. on you. Yes. Oh, that feels great. I said yes. that weird. When I left the church, I did it much differently than you. Mm-hmm. I was very open with my <laughs> decisions yeah. and, and thought kept process. It all bottled up for sure. How does it, how, what's the process like leaving the church? Like, is it super like a dramatic break or like how, what is that process like for you guys? God, it feels dramatic. Really? Internally. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I didn't experience, I mean, I'd never, I mean, I was born and raised like Christian, which is entirely different than Mormonism. False. It's actually very similar. But it's not. <laughs> in the beliefs like the things, it is. But... In the beliefs, maybe. Like, I disagree that they're a lot alike, mm-hmm. at least from what I've heard. Um, and being raised, like, within the church and, like, my family dynamic, you know, with Christianity. Mm-hmm. I think, like, Mormonism is a lot more shame. And, like, there's a lot of different weird aspects to it that's kind of, like, culty, you know? Yeah. And, like, it's super unhealthy. Um, but I think for me, like, being raised Christian, like, there was a lot of really good values, you know? And, like, the dynamics that yeah. were within weren't unhealthy, you I know? think that's what Braden said, too. Like, there's a lot of things, like, he was picking and choosing. Because, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of really good things in Mormonism. In any religion, there's a lot of good things. Otherwise, nobody would join. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you have to appeal to goodness in people's hearts Mm -hmm. like oh yeah we're family oriented we believe in being good to our peers we believe in humanitarian aid and service and um you know things like that and you they really draw a lot of people in by this concept of eternal families like after this life we die we go to heaven and then you get to live with your family forever like that's a pretty strong yeah, see, pole. that's nothing, like, that's nothing near of what, like, it was for me, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, Christianity is not about that at all. I mean, there's aspects of that, but it's, like, it's about Jesus who died on the cross for you, and, like, he accepts everybody, you know? It doesn't matter if you have to work your way there. Like, he accepts you for who you are, where you're at. Like, no matter how many times you've failed. Oh, just like as long as you accept him as your savior, you're saved well, and you're Well, I good. mean, I don't know. I don't even necessarily think that's true. I mean, not not true, but I think it's like a very broad thing. You know, There's it's a not lot of like branches. You don't have to work your way up, at least. And I know you are not religious right now, right? Mm-hmm. No. Correct. Yeah, and that's your own path. 
you know, and I think like you'll find yourself wherever you're at, you know, and you're, we're all working towards something yeah. in our own lives <laughs> in mm-hmm. every aspect. Yeah. But I really think, I don't know when it all comes down to it, <laughs> I think it's good for like humans to have religion, whatever that may be for them. And like for me, when I have my own family one day, like I want to raise my kids, you know, with the values and like obviously not Mormonism because I think there's a lot of hurt there that's that I disagree with. But yeah, what I was saying before is that like my my way of doing it was very open. Like I, I talked about it. I was open with it. I even talked about it on the podcast. I had discussions with my family, my parents, my siblings, and I talked it through with people through the whole entire process mm-hmm. and it ha- all happened really quickly and Braden's was very like slow like years and years of like baby steps here baby steps there information revealed in pieces over the like what was it seven years eight years I don't know I mean it kind of was like I mean probably started when I was I don't know 16 or something like that when I was kind of like I don't know hmm. but then it really hit hard after um the mission stuff mm. that was kind that of was like, kind of the wow. breaking point. Yeah. Cause I was just, you know, around nothing but church 24 yeah. seven for however long I was out there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was just like, this isn't Yikes. really like great, you know? Mm-hmm. And then with how I came home too, it was something that, um, I, you know, kind of wanted to get off my chest being a missionary. Cause you want to feel pure. You want to feel clean so you can do the Lord's work. It's kind of how yeah. I have it set up. And there was something that was kind of weighing on my chest. So I went and talked to my mission president about it. And I was like, yeah, this is just something I want to talk to you about so you can help me work through it. And he was like, oh, we're going to have to send you home. And I'm like, no, it's, it's fine. Like, I really oh, wow. feel like I can work out, you know, work through it here. And he was like, no, I mean, it's something you're going to have to go home for. And I'm like, dude, I already went home once. This is the worst. Oh, like, wow. I know this whole process and that'll be really hard to bounce back from. He's like, that's what the Lord wants. Yeah. I'm like, I hate gross. That. I hate that. See, I that is to... so mm. terrible. I know. Like, yeah. shame and, like, guilt. Mm-hmm. I don't That's know if that not... was just like a, you know, mission president that maybe shouldn't have been a mission president or if there was just you know, a man some with kind an opinion that he, yeah, just a yeah. man with an opinion. And he, I was trying to be honest and like tell him how I felt and like I wanted to keep serving. And so when I got sent him from that, I kind of reassessed everything. And I remember having a conversation with dad, um, right when I got back and I was just in tears. I'm like, I don't think I'm gonna be able to do this. I don't think I'm gonna be able to make it. Like yeah. it's my, it was just freaking out kind of just like shaky and i'm like this really doesn't feel right like i don't i don't think it's for me and then of course he you know hearing that as you know all of his kids at the time were mormon he was like also in tears and just like wow we'll get through it together i'm like well thanks and then yeah when i decided to leave it was kind of like a um big yeah just like a big shock to everybody i mean i think they kind of saw it coming because of how slow it was but you know once it happened it was just like a lot of you know, things that, you know, people have apologized for, like you've apologized for. Yeah. I passed a lot of judgment onto you. Yeah. And I felt that from all the siblings, like even down to Dyson, you know, when he was super young. Yeah. Like I came home with a tattoo one day and he's like, what are you doing with the tattoo? Like Mm. that's, we're not supposed to get those. Yeah. I'm like, well, that's actually the cool thing is you can get them (laughs) if you'd like. Totally (laughs) up to you. you Nobody can really tell you what not to do. So, Mm -hmm. um, but definitely had a phase of like, you know, being controlled or being feel like I was being controlled for so long mm-hmm. and then just kind of being like, okay, let me just like get tattoos. Let me start drinking. I smoked cigarettes for a little while and just like doing all these things that are just mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. and I, I don't know, that's something that I really disliked about the church is just how many restrictions they put on you. And I feel like that builds a really unhealthy relationship with all those things mm-hmm. because the second you 
you know get to try them it's just like holy cow this is amazing and then yeah. it gets, instead of it you know being something that you're educated on and something that you you know we're just told like this can be helpful it can be you know it's great for conversation or like you know if we we're talking about alcohol yeah. or for you know like tattoos it's a great way to express yourself and an mm-hmm. awesome therapy for me that's kind of how i see it anyways mm-hmm. and so it's like yeah it's just up to you it's up to the way you want to do things and you shouldn't feel judged for you know loving yourself the way you should yeah but as long as you're not hurting anybody as long as you're being a good person helping the people around you i don't see anything wrong with yeah those decisions as long as they're done responsibly do you feel like uh because of the way that you had to leave the church the way you chose to leave the church and you've been like now you're just so against uh any kind of organization or person telling you what to do that you're really open to just like just do whatever you want like live how you want to like are you you are you very like with just with life like with partners even with uh like ways to be treated or do you still have like Mm -hmm. structure and standards for the way that i mean yeah to all those i mean i have structures and standards and beliefs and i have i don't know a very open mind about a lot of things there's definitely some things where i'm like okay like that's not for me closing that door um but you know when it comes to different perspectives and things i think people should be I don't know, like, that's, that's how I would want to, I do want to be treated is, like, if, um, you know, if I'm, I don't know, you should just be able to do what you want to do without any judgment, and it's, I think life is just about finding what is okay to do for you. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, this is what I'm interested in, and so you go for it, and you try it out for a little bit, and you're like, wow, nope, terrible idea, so you don't, and you move yeah. on, and then through <laughs> that, you're able to find standards, and you're able to, you know, find out what's actually important to your heart, and not just what's mm-hmm. fun. And then you just keep chasing those things. I feel like ever since I left, I've been rethinking how I feel about every single thing. Mm -hmm. Like the, the the church gives you all these standards and this, this guidebook of how to live your life. Right. And then leaving the church, some people, well, I don't really know what some people do, but what I've done is every time one of those guidelines comes up like drinking or smoking or anything tattoos i rethink about how i personally feel about those about that specific thing mm-hmm. um and it's pretty overwhelming and some people i feel i've i've felt the the desire to like just try everything and like there's no black and white anymore mm-hmm. and so it can be dangerous you know like if you don't still have some structure and standards for yourself it can Mm -hmm. be just like flying off the deep end you're like i'm just gonna do whatever because now i have no guidebook and i'm just this free thinker who's gonna just do anything which is always a dead end for people oh yeah yeah how have you like stayed on a on a have you stayed in the lifestyle that's been healthy i mean i don't think i have at all i think when everything was going down like i you know made some friends who i probably shouldn't have and started just like not really caring about a lot of things and just mm. being very like open with myself and my thoughts and didn't really have standards. Like it was just a, I was being lonely right. and confused and not really able to talk to the people that I love and the people that I'm close to about it because I felt so judged. I just kind of had to really figure it out for myself. And then, yeah, just like what I was saying, kind of just learn you figure it out. It's like, wow, that mm-hmm. is fun, but maybe let's try something else. And then 
Yeah, but forward. you've made it back out. Like you have, like your mm-hmm. life now is pretty. Yeah, some good. people don't too. It's just like I mean, I, you know, stick close to the people who, um, help me through those things, and it's been like on and off family, yeah. and I have no problem if I'm having a weird time with a family member. I'm like, cool. I'm just gonna distance myself from you until things settle down, and then I'll mm-hmm. come back when I want to because it's not really what I'm looking for right now, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's so awesome about families. You can always come back to them all True. the time and i've done that so many times in life and it's just so nice to just have family to with our family at least come back to with our family yeah mm-hmm. not everybody's as got, lucky we got really really lucky with how much we've been through we're all still very close and mm-hmm. i think it's really nice true it's awesome yeah it's hard man i i find myself like i feel like i'm in a free fall where i got rid of this foundation of belief and I want to like, I don't know, my, my initial reaction was like, okay, what do I believe now? Like, do I believe in God? I'm going to start from the, from the basics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you believe in God? Are you asking me? Yeah. That's my, <sighs> I'm just curious. Like, do you, do you I, believe that there is a higher power? I think so. Like how else, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's where... I don't know. Like you told, I asked you that question one time, Braden, when I was still very much in the church, I was like, mm-hmm. do you believe in God? And you were like, I think if I had to put all of my chips in one basket or all, if I had to put, go all in on that, like if no. I had to, I think I'd go all in on that. There's a God, you know, if, if there's only two options, mm-hmm. I think I'd lean towards that. And I feel like that's how I am. Um, but I, I don't Have you know. Ever felt like the power of God. Or like, have you ever felt like, wow, like, I feel like, I don't know. Have you ever felt like demons and like, you know, the Holy Spirit? Do you think you've ever felt that before in your life? <laughs> Do you think it was all a lie? Is my question. Uh, no, I, I, I don't think that it was all a lie, but they, I don't know. The thing that's coming up for me, what's coming to my head mm-hmm. is we always used to pray, you know, you have to, when you're a kid, you yeah. pray and then you're right. going to feel a burning in your heart or you're going to feel this warm feeling. You're going to hear a voice in your head, but it's like a still small voice. I've never felt that or heard that. Really? I've never, like they say, pray if the Book of Mormon is true. Pray if the Bible is true. Pray if the word of God is true. I never had like a revelation or feeling that any of it was true. I never felt any kind of a whispering of the Holy Spirit or anything like that. But there's been times when I've uh, felt like really strong feelings and emotions about stuff. There's things that I can't really explain. Um, but I also feel those things when sometimes when I do podcasts or sometimes when I fall in love with somebody or have a really, uh, deep connection with another human being, mm-hmm. it feels similar. And so I'm like this, I'm going to go pee. I'm very interested, but my okay. bladder is calling. My bladder is calling. <laughs> so for me, it's like, this yeah. isn't exclusive to, um, like, a like a religion. This right. is just a, a feeling of human existence, human experience. So, okay. I'm just picking your brain. Oh uh, yeah, please do. <laughs> so you believe, so you think that there could be a God. You haven't necessarily felt like the Holy spirit or whatever. Mm. You think that there could be a God. And okay. So like, I think I'm tracking with where you're going. So. <laughs> I am just open. I would like for there to be you're a God. Ready for whatever comes to you. Being there, 
a higher power makes the most sense even though it's like a fairy tale kind of that's i agree i think that for me like i I don't know it's hard when you're raised in something Mm -hmm. and i think where when i was like 20 21 like that's when i kind of realized i was like i don't have to believe this stuff like just because i was raised in it doesn't mean i have to like you know still do it which is why i stopped going to church and like i was hurt by people and you know, girls are mean. People are judgmental to every, you know, girls always. Are, girls are mean. They really are, though. <laughs> like, girl to girl, they can shoot you down. Yeah. Um, and really, yeah, I was low-key, like, kind of bullied by some girls that were in the church. Uh-huh. And, yeah, I don't know. I think it all comes down to, like, for me, like, I have felt, like, God. And, like, I've felt that power within myself. And so that's what makes me like, okay, like, yes, I believe in God because I've seen like these insane things happen. Like what? Like, Like, what does that mean? What does that feel like? The power of God in your life? Yeah. I mean, so I had this crazy thing happen. So I went to this like music camp thing. um, And out of all the kids that went, I was like one of the only ones that signed up to do the songwriting thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and during that time I was having a really hard time because my older brother, um, was just super addicted to drugs. He was like on the streets and just had completely thrown his life away (laughs) in all aspects. Mm -hmm. And that was like super hard for like my whole family to watch because we were like, he's such an amazing person. Like he's one of the sweetest guys. Tight knit family just like us. So I'm sure that it was hard. Well, yeah. I mean, it's just like you care about your siblings, you know, doesn't matter. Like you care about your siblings or your flesh and blood. Like if one yeah. of your siblings is going something extremely hard and you're watching them in their darkest spot, but they just don't like want to save themselves. Like it's so hard. Mm-hmm. And so long story short, I ended up being the only one that signed up for the songwriting thing. And I got to work with like a bunch of musicians writing this song and they asked me, like, what would you want to write a song about? And I was like, I'd love to write a song for my older brother, like, just as a reminder of who he is and, like, who he used to be and who he is now. And that's when I, in that room with all these people, like, I felt the power of God because I felt like he was writing this song for Aaron and for him to just be able to find himself again. And I was able to sing that song and in front of everybody like the whole congregation and everything and like my whole family came and it was so beautiful and then fast forward months later Aaron came home one night and I was like I wrote a song (laughs) and so I got to play that song for him and he like was just bawling and yeah I think God is real (laughs) because I felt it in my heart that's cool I mean I think God can do anything he can use people to yeah. save them. I'm sure that God is like looking down on me like, Ammon, I've shown you my like, power <laughs> like so many times. Like, Come on. And you're saying to yourself like, I have never felt my my yeah. presence. I'm like, I don't know, God, like how am I supposed to know? Like how do you differentiate between like coincidence, true, love, peace, and just like, and then God? How do you know? How are you supposed to know? You never know. Because you, you really have no don't. baseline. I liked what um, Dallas said in the podcast you did with him and Maya. They were talking about it. Um, and it kind of relates perfectly to what you guys are talking about too. Uh, it's like the, you know, if you don't keep up on it, if you're not, you're like, if you don't constantly feel it, if you don't put yourself in an environment where you can, you know, keep coming back to that feeling and holding on to it, then I think that's kind of how it, 
it should be you know if you're kind of distancing yourself mm. then you start to kind of forget those things and then if you get back into it it all kind of comes back and hmm. i don't know maybe does that make I, sense? It, it does it does make okay. sense but and i think I, that's what dallas was saying too i just to feel like in my experience well. when i think back to then because i you can still like remember it right you know, i was i was yeah. in the church for 30 years yeah you i don't remember ever feeling that uh-huh. the only the closest thing to god that i would say in my personal life that i can think of right now is there's like coincidences that happen where i'm like like after my divorce i was super broke i didn't have like much of anything going on in my life i didn't have any job prospects besides raw but I wasn't making enough money to support my life. Divorce can be expensive. I had to give away half, more than half of my bank account to my ex. And then there were bills coming. And somehow, out of nowhere, I just get like a wedding. Like I get hired for a wedding. Or somehow, I get this like $500 reward because I met the basic entry-level requirements for like a, a credit card reward thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like things like that would just like happen to where like, oh, now I can make rent or now if that that's crazy. If that didn't happen, yeah. I wouldn't have been able to buy this thing or I wouldn't have been able to afford my life. Mm-hmm. And that's happened pretty consistently throughout my life where things have just like worked out. Worked out and I was but like, uh... things work out for everybody. People that are Mormon, not Mormon. When I was Mormon, when I wasn't Mormon. So yeah, it's like, exactly. does God just not care whether I'm Mormon or not? Because it's still working. And it's, that still <laughs> happens to me. Right. Because before when I, we were Mormon, it was like, if you always pay your tithing, 10% of God your income you. to the church, you'll always have enough. You'll, you'll be blessed. The windows of heaven will be opened. Yikes. And I was like, oh shit, like I got to pay my tithing. I can't miss it. Or, so or I'm not going to be able to pay my bills like the windows of heaven are going to be closed but it's still (laughs) it's still working out like i have more money now than i've ever had and maybe that's just because i'm older but i'm also saving 10 percent of all my paychecks now and i just put that into savings rather than giving it to an organization Mm -hmm. but it's still working out and those like what i those examples that i just laid out those that still happens but that's like i'm like whoa like god did you, you thanks for that like thanks for those bills Shit. like that's crazy this yeah. pandemic like uh, that fourteen hundred dollar thanks jesus yeah thanks jesus thanks, i don't know jesus. but i don't know uh, yeah it's i really think so for me individual. like i could have died so many times and i think in my past relationship there was so many times where i was at the point of like i really didn't know if i was gonna make it out alive <laughs> and i really think that like it was the hope in God, uh, Jesus, that got me through it. And if I didn't have hope in anything, I would just give up and I probably would have died. Like, I probably would have been like, all right, like, whatever. Like, this is worth nothing anyways. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing anything. Yeah. This is where it ends for me, you know? And that's what yeah. got me through. It was like, I'm on earth for a reason. Like, Jesus saved me from when I was born. Like, I was supposed to die at birth. Somehow made it out alive. Jesus gave you six thumbs when you were born. Six thumbs. Or, or an extra <laughs> thumb. Sorry, One six extra fingers. Thumb. One extra thumb. I had an extra thumb. <laughs> yeah, I, and I don't thumbs. think that, a, that a hope in Jesus is bad or, or a faith in God is bad. Like, if it's helping you and it's saving your life and it gives you something well, to I think it's to good look for humans to have to. that. You know, like, I feel like if humans don't have hope in something, whatever it is, it's just like, 
they don't, you know? Yeah, I think it's just good. It's like they'll put their hope in politics and like look where that's getting us. Bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so do you think that that everybody needs to Bad. Do you think that everybody needs to have a, a faith or hope in God? No, not in God. I mean, in whatever that means for them. I think humans need something. So that so if the faith nothing, and the hope in God is working for you because it gets you through hard things in life. I mean, I wouldn't even say it gets me through hard things. Well, you just I'd said say, it saved your life. I mean, it did. Yes, when I was in a horrible situation where my ex-boyfriend was threatening to drive us off a cliff and kill us both, yes, I was like, I have a reason to live. Yeah. Because when you're at a point where you're so low and there's nothing, like, I don't know. It's hard to explain. Do you think, though, and this is just a thought, do you think that having a faith or hope in in God, like God saved me from that thing, do you think that that's giving away some of your power? No. Because what if it was you that got you through that thing? What if it was your well, it was me. your I was getting myself through your will that got you through that thing? What if it wasn't? What if God had nothing to do with it? What if that was like so something that was told to you for like a fact, just like fact? God doesn't exist. You got through all that shit on your own. Yeah. I then mean, then what there's always a possibility i mean i guess we'll never know till we die and we're like okay cool like it could have all been a lie don't really know mm-hmm. could have been real nobody really knows we'll find out one day you know yeah. i know how i feel and that's where i'm at nice so <laughs> yeah i mean if it's working you know, it, in this... it saved my mm-hmm. life i didn't die that one night the couple of many nights you know yeah so yeah Jesus. Many nights? <laughs> <laughs> many wow. times. Many scary, scary scenarios. I talk about it very nonchalant, but yeah, it's bad. Braden knows. Yeah. Braden knows. Braden knows. Do you talk yeah. about your uh, trauma often? Not often. That's true, yes. I think we've talked about it as much as it needs to be talked about. Yeah. And then... Hmm. You know, she'll occasionally bring some things up when it's something she's thinking about or when she's going through it. But yeah, yeah it's not like a always. And I think that's good. Yeah, because seriously. That it's would heavy be, stuff. That's heavy. Yeah. Heavy. I talk about mine a lot. <laughs> For me, I feel like it's, and I've said this so many times, I feel like it's cathartic. It helps me work through it. Mm-hmm. One thing that I learned about myself recently is that, ugh, and this is kind of heavy, but I don't think that my opinion means much, if anything at all, to me. Like, my opinion holds almost no weight to myself. Hmm. How'd you come up with that? Um, I don't really know what made me like, oh my God, <laughs> you know, like when we think of it, but I was just reflecting on why do I need so much validation? Why do I, when I'm struggling with something, yeah. developing an opinion, when I left the church, whatever, why do I feel the need to talk about it so much, mm-hmm. so openly? Um, and I think that it's because my, my opinion almost means almost nothing to myself. Hmm. So I seek the opinion from others in order to find meaning, find, I don't know, like to, to, to develop my own opinion. Mm -hmm. That's why I seek reassurance, validation from Taylor because, um, and it's starting to change, but I feel like it's just because yeah, my opinion doesn't really mean much. And I don't really know why that is. I'm not sure where that comes from or why I have that, but that's something that I recently realized. Hmm. So I'm trying to work on that. Be like, cool. you know what? This is my opinion, and that's okay, and that's good enough. 
Yeah, I love that. Uh, yeah. Confident in your own opinion. Yeah. I remember in uh, in my previous relationship when I was married, I remember thinking for years, I want to get out of this relationship, but I don't have a good enough reason. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> oh, gosh. Like, <laughs> hey, Sounds like a horrible scenario. <laughs> what about the fact that you want to get out of it? What yeah, the hell's that? Reason as is it that is. A, yeah, <laughs> but just like yeah, my opinion, it wasn't enough. So I needed yeah. either a, a, like something to happen, or I feel like someone that's really to tell common, me. Though in relationships, especially in marriage, like marriage relationships, you know, because it's like you committed to that person. Yeah. And then you're like, shoot, why did I do that? You know. Yeah. Yeah. But, and people yeah. wait for something to happen. Years, I thought that. Like when I was living in the in the Schultz house in Salt Lake. Even mm-hmm. then, I was thinking it. Wow. Yeah. And that was like year Crazy. three of my... Out of eight, Year right? two of You're eight. eight years? Yeah. Wow. It's like, I d- I'm not so like... I don't know. There's something off. And mm-hmm. I don't know if this is, this, this is like the relationship for me. But yeah. I just don't have a good enough reason to leave. Like, she's a good person. And I'm like overall happy... I just got into that relationship so fast. Like I just, I gotta have, I want to have sex so bad. So I gotta just Ooh. get married, or else I'm gonna have premarital sex. I'm gonna excommunicated. Oh gosh. <laughs> that was actually <laughs> something. That was something that I was thinking about when you asked me what the process was like to leave. Mm-hmm. There was a point when I started leaving the church. I was like stepping away. I was dating Taylor, and I was like, uh, she was asking me like, okay, so what's like, how are you doing? Like, what's going on? What's the process like for you? What are you thinking about? And I was like, yeah, I think I need to, I think I'm going to go into the church office, like the bishop's office and go through the excommunication process. Like, I think I need to do that. Oh, you have to do that? Well, I mean, I didn't know that. No, you don't have to, but I was, my my consciousness was weighing pretty heavily on me Mm. because it was like months into the, into this new lifestyle and I was doing yeah. things that were like, you know, worthy of excommunication. I was sleeping mm-hmm. with my girlfriend and I was, you know, doing drugs and, uh, yeah, people have been call. excommunicated for, you know, <laughs> less. And so I was like, you know what? I should, I should, I should go in and tell the, the, my leaders and go through the process of being ex- excommunicated. Cause I think somewhere deep down I was going to like, you know, start over and like get back into the church because I left. The reason why I left was because I feel like I got in deep to the church based off of other people. Yeah. And it wasn't like my own desire, my own intention. And, uh, it just kind of like happened. I was just like, yeah, this is, I'm at the, this age, you just get baptized. I'm at this age, you just go through the temple. Now I'm just like, I'm post mission life. You just get married and you just do it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I never really thought about any of this really. Like I prayed about it, but I didn't really feel anything. It's not really what I want. And so my initial thought was like, okay, I'm going to start over. Like I, 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 I'm divorced. I'm living at home. I have no job you know, rock bottom, in my opinion, a life, like just my life was just a pile of regret in my mind. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I'm just going to start over, like get excommunicated and then try again. But then, um, I was like, you know what? I don't want to do that. I don't, I don't feel like I need to do that. I already know that I'm 
worthy of excommunication. Like, why do I need to actually go and do the process? Mm-hmm. So I just um, didn't, and now I don't think I ever will. I may have never thought about it again. Yeah. Huh. So. That's kind of yeah, wild. I don't know. Did yeah, you ever, did you ever I, think that? I, I thought about doing it for a while. I'm just like, I mean, is that is that what it's called when you do it yourself or just like withdrawing your records from the church? Is that more what it is? Withdrawing your like, records is more of a like a personal choice, I guess. Well, yeah, I, don't I know. still think about doing that just from the contact I get from people and I get ra- oh. like added onto an email list and they're like, hey, this Monday we're, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, we're going to go have a fire and like talk about the Bible. I'm like, that's cool for you guys. Appreciate it. Mm hmm please take me off the emailing list. And they're like, oh, I actually don't have the power to do that. I'm yeah, like, I've had that. I'm like, yes, you do. Like, just take me off. Like, mm-hmm. it's fine. There's a, you know, you can, you can just move and then just not tell oh, yeah. the next. There we go. But then, they'll, you know, they'll, yeah. if they ever find out that you moved, they'll ask mm-hmm. you your address and they'll send your records to the new church and then they'll like start fellowshipping you. That sounds crazy. So if you just don't crazy. tell them where you, what your address is, they have nowhere to move your records, but then you're still on the old church's yeah. email list i guess so yeah, yeah. maybe there's exactly. no loopholes yeah i don't know i don't know that was just my personal choice i just didn't want to go through like an official disciplinary thing and then i just was like you know what i don't want to do any of that i don't want to be pro- part of the process anymore i just wanted mm-hmm. to be out i feel like that wanting to get excommunicated kind of i feel like that gives the church more power than it has to me i'm like yeah, i actually yeah. don't care if i'm in the system or not like it is what it is yeah because it's like i know how i feel about the church i don't really need what do you mean the system i'm just curious well i guess i'm more talking about just like in the in the records of the church just like having your records yeah like church records like your baptismal date and like if you went through the temple and just like all that stuff yeah like once you get once you so we have this thing when you're a baby like in christianity you know how you're baptized when you're like an infant that's not no, that doesn't happen. Well, in some versions of Christianity, it is. What was your... Ver- Did you ever get baptized or whatever? When I was like 13. Yeah, when it was my own choice for yeah. myself. So some... In some religions, they do it when you're an infant. Like, no. In, in, in Mormonism, they do it when you're eight years old. And then in some, uh, I guess, branches of Christianity, you, you do it when it's your choice. Branches? Yeah, like if you think of this umbrella of Christianity, which is just like you believe in Christ... Okay, but I think only you think that. <laughs> like, I've never heard anybody, or like maybe because of your Mormon background, but like I've never heard anybody say that it's like a branch at all. I've heard like this is it, and this is something else, and this is. Well, not thing. all Christians do exactly the same thing. No, I know that. And not all Christians are called the same thing. Like, no, there's yeah, but I've never heard like a branch thing. I guess okay, well, terminology. <laughs> what, what do you <laughs> yeah, call so it? That, the, the branch wasn't like a religious term he was using. It was just like oh, a, okay. I'm kinda, just so kind of talking about right like because like yeah, if religion's an umbrella, like Mormonism would be like a branch, and then Christianity could be like another branch. So if like Mormonism, if Christianity was a tree, there's branches off this tree of Christianity. Like there's a branch of Christianity called Mormonism. There's a branch of Christianity called newborn, born again Christians. Like you've heard of that, right? And then, like, Presbyterian, Methodist, Lutheran, like, all these different branches of this tree of Christianity. So in... That's um, why I hate the word Christianity. Right. Mm -hmm. Yuck. But what my original point was that... um, What was my original point? Oh, yeah. So in Mormonism, when you uh, are, I don't know, a couple weeks old, a couple months old, you get a baby blessing, like the, the... 
some your dad and like a some men in the church they bless you, you they give you a name and they like bless you that day your name that your dad gave you is is written down and put onto the records of the mormon church oh wow and then it's just like you know you you get like through checkpoints so it's when like you're, you're when you're eight years old you get baptized that checkbox is marked on your record in the church right. so then if you want to get excommunicated at some point there's a box for that and they I don't know what they do, check it or what, what it is. You know, I don't know. It's like in a system. Naughty in the nice list. It's in the, in the computer somewhere, you know? So my name is somewhere That's still kind of in weird. the Mormon church records. Does that ever freak you out just like a little bit? Like kind of be like weird. It doesn't really freak me out. It's just like somewhere in, I don't, it, it doesn't hold any weight for me anymore yeah, because true. I'm like, it's just an organization. My, my name is on like the records of the Chase Bank or capital one like it i True. get emails in the mm-hmm. i get uh mail in the mailbox from capital one like you've been pre-qualified for this thing i'm like <laughs> take me off the name of your take my name off your records <laughs> it's the same thing to me i just yeah. i feel the same way about the mormon church i'm like okay like you send me these promotional emails this letter in the mail sometimes like oh come to our ward party on december 21st whatever i'm like cool it's just like junk mail to me yeah. because i'm not interested in signing up for that thing. I could go through the effort of unsubscribing, but I'm like, I don't want to give it any more of my energy. Some people do it because they, it's like a statement for them. It's, yeah. you know, means something to them. Mm-hmm. But for me in my life at this point, it doesn't. Mm. Yeah. So that's kind of how I view it. Cool. Anyway, sorry. I'm glad we got through that, that branches thing. I was it's like, like what are you, what, what what's are you confusing about, about this? <laughs> <laughs> I was lost. I was, I was I thought you were saying that like I don't know. I was lost there for a second. Yeah, I was it's very all good. confused. Anyway. Just making sure I was tracking correctly. Um so I wanna I was trying to think of other questions that have come up since that episode that we did. Mm-hmm. I was mostly just curious what it was like to be like the first person to leave uh really strong family dynamic of Mormonism, what your experience was. So loneliness, Mm -hmm. um, Loneliness, why did you choose to do it so slow? Like to, to reveal pieces of your life so slowly? I don't know. I guess, yeah, it's just hard letting go all at once of that whole thing. And it it wasn't anything that I was like, Oh my gosh, I hate the church. I want to leave. It was like, I just don't like a couple of things. So let me like try to go less often. So that's kind of how it started. And then, just eventually stopped going and I was like okay it's time to tell the family like that I actually am deciding to leave I remember when you texted me like hey dude I just want to let you know uh, I think I'm going to hold off on a, on a mission I was like cool just like what like taking a six month break or what mm-hmm. you're like no no I think I'm I'm not going to go at all and I was like yeah oh, shit like whoa crazy oh, shit. yeah oh, ain't shit. no holler back girl yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, it was just, I don't know, it's kind of just how it went. Like, I kind of wanted to go slowly, and so I did, and then eventually I was like, all right, time to break it. Are there still some <laughs> aspects of your life that you that you don't say? Or are you are you still going through the process of, of revealing information slowly, or? About, like, the Mormon church, Yeah, like, are there still aspects of your life that you hide? No, not anymore. Well, you know, from certain people, yes. From the people it needs to be hidden from. <laughs> or the people who I don't care like to know what? information. <laughs> Like, I mean, I don't want you to know, like, ah, no, I'm not going to use that example. 
I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you just <laughs> Why keep, do you use it? I don't care. <laughs> you, you keep certain things hidden from your life, and you keep other things open to the people who you want them open to. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But I'm an open book to this girl, for sure. I'm an open book to this guy. And to you, too. I keep looking at the camera. I realize I keep being like... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, hey. Hello, open book to this guy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think we covered a lot of material. Um, Mm -hmm. I can't think of any other questions that I I had with that topic of of the church thing. I I just wanted to take, like, a deeper dive, I guess, into It's interesting hearing, like, both of you guys talk about it. Because I've only heard like bits, tiny bits and pieces of Brayden's life story. Mm. Or not Do you have any story. more questions, Abby? For no. Us, Mormonism? It's or? all interesting. It's a very new world for me because I, I don't know. I don't really know that much about Mormonism. But I know it's a lot different than what I was. Can't hear you. I know it was a lot different <laughs> <laughs> from how I was raised. Um, so yeah, it's just interesting to me. Like learning about it. It's just weird. Definitely don't think I agree with any of this stuff, but you know. What don't you agree with? Um, I don't. I mean, I don't like that it's all shame based and like works based. Because if I don't know, I just feel like that's just not good for anybody. Have you, you heard know? that? Have you heard the concept of faith without works is dead? I don't know. That sounds familiar. Meaning, if you have faith in God, like you, okay, I accept. Jesus as my savior. Oh yes. But no, then I'm not going to follow his example at all. I'm going to kill yeah. people and do all this crazy do shit. Drugs. Like uh, some 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 branches of Christianity <laughs> believe that. Like if as long as you in your heart, as long as you accept Christ as your savior in your heart, it doesn't matter anymore the way that you live your life. You're going to be given a spot or a seat in heaven. Or uh, you're going to be saved, I guess. Hmm. In what in Mormonism there's this concept that the belief is that faith, if you have faith, it's not enough. You have to actually follow Christ's example, like be good to other people, do good yeah. works, live your life the best way you can, be honest. And that's how you get into heaven by earning That's why it. Mormons are always so nice. I mean, that's because they're trying to earn their way to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Literally always so nice. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not always, but... Well, I mean, a lot of the Mormons that I've ever met oh, are definitely. always super sweet. And I'm yeah. like, oh, you're so nice. What the heck? <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know? Yeah, they are yeah. good people. They're they're nice to be around. Sweethearts. Um, sometimes it's a little bit vanilla to be around them. Vanilla. Like, <laughs> yeah. Vanilla. Kind of just sounds like the next person after a while. It's like, wow, you're nice, but a little like robotically nice. Yes. Some some of them. It's just like, are, are you trained? Are you in, okay? It's like instead of military, it's just in, you know, good good behavior. Yeah. Wow. Very true. Do you feel that, yeah. Abby? Feel feel what? That Sorry. it's it's robotic. That it's just kind of. Yeah. No. Definitely. I mean, I don't. From what I've seen, I guess, which is not very much, but. Hmm. You know. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I feel that way too. Sometimes I'm like, I I know what you're thinking. I know I know that you're mm-hmm. just saying this because. You know, you have these judgments. It was really interesting being at that thing last night, too, because I was like, whoa. It was, like, heavy in there. Did anybody else feel that? I don't know. It was just me. Heavy in what way? The building was heavy. It was, like, had a heavy, like, oh. Oh, that's just the low ceilings. <laughs> that, that's just, too. That's just the word of God weighing down on you. It was just kind of scary you. in there to me. Really? It's, it's a scary building. Hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Well, smelled I, scary. I showed well, her the chapel too, but it was <laughs> the it lights was, are all off. I was like, ah! no, she's oh. like it's scary in really here. Like, scary. yeah, no churches at night are like the worst. It smelled so like Stale musty and, yeah. and gross and scary. Oh well, that's just that's because the building's it's an old always building. smelled like that. Yeah, yeah, just carpets that are back there. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's just like that's just human nature. You know, you you have these standards, whether it's Mormonism or just standards of civilization, Western culture, whatever, just culture. Mm -hmm. You behave in a certain way because it's just what you are expected to do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like in uh, friendships, sometimes you just say things, small talk. Oh my God, like, how's work? What's (laughs) been, what's new in your life, you know? Mm -hmm. And you just say certain things because it's just what you're expected to say, what you're, what you should do. Mm -hmm. Um, do you feel like you ever do that with friends? Like just say something, what, even though you don't really mean it? Mm, not necessarily. Um, I don't know. I have like a pretty close group of friends, I'd say. And due to recent <laughs> experiences, I have wanted to keep my <laughs> group of friends even smaller. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'm just like with each of my friends, it's different with each of them. Like, my relationship with each of my friends are just different. Like, mm-hmm. Laurel and I have a different friendship than Kaya and I do. Like, Ginger and I have a different friendship than Amanda yeah. and I. So, I don't know. Yeah. Are you the same person with each of those friends, even though the relationship or friendship is different? Yeah, well, usually. <laughs> Abby's Abby, for I'm sure. Just, I don't know. <laughs> it's like, take it or leave it. If you hate me, you hate me. But I am who I am. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yep. Ooh, good for you. I don't know. Well, thanks, guys, for being so vulnerable. I feel like I asked you a lot of really intense personal questions. And, yeah. Uh, you course. answered all of them. Really pleasure. Well. Yeah. yeah. We'll have another one with just me and you someday. Yeah. Get this Whoa, you want to do it? <laughs> wow. Brandon like, hates oh, podcasts. Yeah, I think I actually remember I liking like this. this a little bit. Yeah. Maybe a spicy topic or something. It's just like... Something mm, interesting. I don't know. It, it is unique because every once in a while the, the thought pops in your head like, Oh, like who's going to hear that or is True. what I'm saying going to mm-hmm. offend this person? Like you go through all the people that, you know, listen to the show for sure. And yeah. You're like, Oh, like I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, but this is just how I feel because you have people in like your mind that they're good. They're going to listen, but there's also people that you don't know that will listen and that right. will find some kind of value. That's why I encourage people to be as honest and open as possible in, in this mm-hmm. because who the fuck cares if it's going to hurt somebody's feelings? It's just how you feel. It's your actual life. Yeah. So talking about your actual life is going to be helpful to some people. And it's also going to be helpful to you. Like this will probably spark some conversation with the two of you. And uh, okay. maybe not. I don't, I don't know. But <laughs> yeah. you know what no, I mean? It's just like it's nice. let's just share our lives. And I feel like that's what's interesting about podcasting too is because like for me, whenever I'm listening to a podcast, I feel like I'm in the conversation too. I just can't talk. <laughs> <laughs> you ever feel that you're just a mute oh just yeah like kind of in the conversation too. well yeah like yeah. when or me and like Brayden were having fly that fly on the wall just like wow right when me and yeah. Brayden were having that conversation you were locked in like you're I know, I know I you like, pretty well and you're typically like I'm gonna go take a shower I'm gonna go, <laughs> I'm gonna go be on my phone I'm gonna go <laughs> run some errands or clean the house you know all True. the time you do that yep but right here you're like I can't get up. <laughs> strapped yeah. in. You have you have like strapped a like a obligation to stay and to listen yeah. because because oh, you want to have something of value or something to add or yes. a question to ask. I love that. So, anyway. Mm-hmm. Yep. Podcasting. It's like the antidote to ADHD. 
Yeah. Seriously. Maybe that's why you love it so much. <laughs> Mind blown. <laughs> Maybe that's why I love it too. Yeah. Yeah. It's for like sure. That's why I hate it. Brain's like I'm. My Brin's brain like, is so anti ADHD. <laughs> anyway, yeah. all right. Well, thank you guys. I appreciate your your you doing this, even though you didn't want to. Thank you yeah, for doing for it to setup. us. It's cool to see all your stuff in here. You make our living room look really pretty and fancy. Oh, good. We got well, Abby's well new lit. cactus in the shot too. Yes. So everybody will be Jack. Able to see his that. name is Jack. Cactus Jack. Cactus Jack. Oh, mm-hmm. clever. Well. Clever. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Tuning <laughs> <laughs> out. Uh, oh yeah, I gotta pee so bad. Oh. Uh, <sighs>